welcome to the very first episode of Ami Tuckered Out. I am Ami Tucker Ravel, and I am so excited to launch this podcast. Uh, this is season one, and it's going to be called What the. For those of you that are joining for the first time, please check us out at amituckeredout.com. That's A M I T U C K E R E D out.com. And、uh, I am here with my co host, Nisha and Jitin, along with our amazing director, producer, guy that's helping us make this shit happen, Nizar. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. What's、uh, going on? Nothing. How are you guys feeling? Are we excited? So excited. This has been like a couple of months in the, in the making, and it's finally happening. And I'm, you know, I think kudos to you on me for making this happen. I mean, I could not have done it without you guys. It's, been, it's actually been really fun putting this together,、yeah. trying to figure out what we're doing. And I just wanted to do something. What, what, what are we doing? I don't know. What the,、uh, what the, what the podcast? What are we doing?、Um, so, yeah, I guess let's tell the audience about this season and. Why they should listen to us and why we're amazing. So,、mm-hmm. all of us here are brown people. We have been either born and raised here or raised in the US. And we thought it'd be fun to talk about growing up brown in the US, things that our parents never talked to us about, things that we still don't talk about, make fun of each other, make fun of Trump every once in a while,、um, yeah. and just kind of have fun with that. What do you guys think? That's, I think that's like five seasons worth, right? Exactly. There. There's yeah, no, there's so, so much, much to talk about. Like that、yeah. everyday life that we're going to talk about. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. So, and, you know, we're going to be sharing personal stories,、uh, opening up a little, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we also will have a Facebook page, and our Instagram is Ami Tuckered Out as well.、Um, and let's start. Let's、right? just do that. So,、yeah. basically, every week we're going to be doing just that. We'll be talking about brown culture in, the, in America. In the West. We've all grown up here and we just want to talk about all the shit we've been through and how to maybe help you go through all the shit that we're sure you've been through. Or even if you're not brown,、uh, maybe give you some insight. This,、exactly. is our li- this is our life. Exactly. And you know, at the end of the podcast, we will be asking you guys to、uh, chime in and let us know how we're doing and also、uh, feedback on topics you want to talk about. Yeah, it's not going to be super depressing all the time. It will be really funny. So we're going to make fun of being brown. Oh, no. We're going to be making fun of everything,、yeah. especially each other and ourselves, which is why we love doing this podcast. But especially Trump. Exactly. <laughs>、um, and so I guess every week we're going to actually start off with the what the moment of the week. It's been in the news for、uh, at least a month and a half now, thanks to the、uh, wonderful and venerable Harvey Weinstein、oh, yeah. blowing up.、Um, Oh, Blowing、topic. up the internet, and, and, and let's be quite clear this is not anything that's new. Yeah, they were saying today on the Today Show 80% of young men don't understand what consent is. Maybe、what? women don't either. I don't know. There's that gray area that a lot of people don't know if that's assault or not, you know? And, and I think that needs to be taught. Well, I think it comes from you know, the parents, parents and how they're raising their kids. But you know, I, I think it's really interesting because I heard from a woman friend of mine. We were talking about the whole Matt Lauer thing two days ago. So weird. And this woman says to me, Oh, come on. She goes, I really don't want it to be true. I love Matt Lauer so much. Now, if he like, came on to her 10 years ago and just made a pass at her, she needs to just get over it. This, you- is, this is from a woman who's, who's defending Matt Lauer in this situation and saying, Oh God, he's such an icon. I don't want this to be true. You know, what is the level of, of 
you know, how much this happened. And and she basically was trying to justify it. And I was I was a little appalled. I was taken back. You know what, though? I think a lot of women do, do that. It. They're just like, dude, get over it. It's fine. Like, it happens. Because it happens so like, often to you guys? Like, is that why? No, is that, it is. I mean, I mean, that happens so much in your everyday life that, I mean, I talk about that with my cousins and my brothers all the time. Like, it's something that happens every day to us in a normal situation of like buying a cup of coffee and somebody making a pass at you that you don't you're not supposed to see as harassment but could very well make you very uncomfortable so it's like i don't think a lot of people are aware at how much it even comes from women like just get over it that's normal because why is that normal and you know it's you know? even worse nisha i have to say you just reminded me of something when we were in india together yeah. you and i a oh few my months God. ago that's what happened to me the lewdness and the stares and, and nisha's a gorgeous woman and you know she yes. would walk in and uh, she's she's tall and some would describe her as amazonian and so <laughs> she makes an impact when she walks into a room and the the way she was treated by these men in india it made me uncomfortable. I mean, just staring and whistling and following. I can't imagine, Nisha, oh, wow. what you yeah, went through was, in, I mean, in that week that we were there together. It was appalling to me. You know, it was interesting that we talked about it because it was something that I, re it was really affecting me. And even you saying, like, I'm appalled by this. I was like, well, this is kind of normal, but this is very, it was very intense there. You know, people following you, saying things, thinking you don't understand or like, it's just, mind-boggling in different cultures that that's acceptable and even here that we accept some of those things so it was an intense experience to make me reflect like what actually do we accept of people treating us you know i do think india i mean i gotta say it it's especially bad yeah. i mean even i was living there for about three years i mean unfortunately that was those three years was the only time i experienced it it happens everywhere but india to me was it was Tough in that way. I can't. And I'm imagine. not even Amazonian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I get it when you walk in because you are taller and, of course, you're beautiful. But, like, I think it's just. And let's say to have boobs, like, it's. <laughs> I'm a voluptuous well, person. So I was going to go into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's. Which, yeah. But I don't think it matters about, like, how you look, yeah. even. I think that definitely is a great. It's just, it's just a accepted not accepted there it's just common we're, we're passing judgment on a daily basis of if there's a good-looking person in the room yeah. we're odds are we're checking them out and we're we're actually objectifying <laughs> and them, whether we know it or not 100 you know? yeah yeah so, but where's exactly. that line that's hard yeah that's where is that line, line. Yeah. yeah maybe the line is when that other person feels starts feeling uncomfortable of course yeah or you know making just, a, just making be sneaky a about common it or, or making an advance i mean you know obviously that's not something that is acceptable and we know that and you know i just i feel that I think it's great that so many men and women yeah. are talking about this. I had a, I yeah. read a Facebook post from a, a male friend of mine who said, you know what, guys, this whole Me Too movement is amazing. Mm -hmm. So happy all my friends and these women are coming out and talking about these issues. It's so courageous of them. Let this be for the women. Yeah. You know, we know that men go through this. We know that this has happened to men as well. But just for once, let women own this platform and let this be about their stories. And let's all take a step back, meaning men. And I thought that was really fascinating. And I was, I kind of had mixed feelings about it because I do know a lot of men who have been in those situations. So I did have mixed feelings. But what do you guys think about that? Making the Me Too campaign primarily focused on women and men taking a step back from this. I don't know. I think it's just up to the person. And his point was, you know, in this situation, if men are there to support you and to stand by you and listen to your stories, then I'm in. Me too. Yeah. And he said that's how men should be kind of... Um, you know, dealing with this with this entire movement. And I just, I think it's such an interesting yeah, way to look at it. it you know? is. Did you guys, in this whole Me Too movement, do you feel like a lot of your brown South Asian friends 
hashtag me too as well or were they quieter do you feel like i mean i guess you could never tell so many so many really so many because yeah. that whole topic in our community it's hard to talk it's about it's hard to talk it about is, right? and to put like, it out there on facebook even with the hashtag i mean you're basically you know saying that you were a victim of you know something sexual assault or you know or, or something like that that's courageous so i'll fully admit and i couldn't put it on same here on facebook i don't know mm. why like it just something held me back whether that's like parents or family or have my having two girls wanting people to know that but i mean but you're talking about it now exactly yeah. well i feel like why not right. like i should be i'm voice i'm a voice in a podcast now i should be able to talk about these things and you know and not be ashamed of it because it's happened to so many of us and we should talk about it yeah so and the worst is when is when it happens from a family member i mean i can't even you know growing up in in dubai actually and nizar and i share that we both grew up in dubai for a few years and i live yeah. there guys so yeah and you live there so we've got that in common you know what just leave the dubai for us okay fine <laughs> let us have this one thing okay? fine fine i've never let been it there go. Like i just did brunches every weekend <laughs> No, but going back to, you know, family members or friends or people that you know, I had this this uncle in Dubai who was my mom's best friend's brother. And he would come over to our house and I was like six years old and he would make me sweet milk. And that was kind of his way to, to lure me in. He would make milk with sugar and he would give it to me. And then at night he would, you know, cuddle with me and hold me. And he never went as far as to, you know, do anything bad you know below the waist physically but he he did cross the line for sure he crossed the line big time and now i look back at it and i'm like that was child abuse that was you know a classic example of child abuse it didn't go any further than that and i didn't ever say anything because honestly i i liked the attention as fucked up as that sounds um but but it is you know it it does happen from people you know the most and people you trust. And that's what's even scarier. I think that's the most common, right? Family and friends. Yeah. Um, how old were you? Six. Wow. wow. Yeah. You remember everything clearly. Remember vividly. Remember vividly like him trying to kiss me on the mouth, him holding me, him cuddling with me, all of that. Are you, have you ever talked to him? No, no, I haven't. Would you ever? Uh, you know, I've, last I heard, he's married with kids. And, um, you know, I don't know where he is. But uh, it's just... Um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's terrible, and I, I hope he's not has not done that to anyone else. That's yeah. that's my yeah. thing is I hope he didn't do that to anyone else. And and would I confront him now at this age? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, maybe I would. Yeah, maybe I would. Well, then here's a question on that topic exactly: is when you look at these bigger names now, people their biggest argument is what what, do you, what were you waiting for? It's been 25 years. It's been 40 years. Obviously, you just said, Ami, about how you're not sure why you didn't say it. Was it because of your parents? Was it because of something else inside of you? And you're admitting that now where it's like, I think that is a big reason is those close relationships. You don't, you're comfortable the way you are. With you don't family. want them to get hurt, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. want them to be like worried about it. Or, you know, it's just, it's kind of protecting yourself, your family. Um, and also, you know, I hate to, to make a generalization about our culture, but we are not very sympathetic towards victims. No. Um, victim shaming is a huge, you know, part, unfortunately, of the South Asian culture growing up, growing up South Asian. And you're right. We don't want to hurt our family and friends. And we want to just shut up about it because we're afraid that it's going to get brushed under the rug like almost everything else does. 
Yep. You know, we don't talk about sex. Like all our topics that we'll talk exactly, about. But exactly. But we don't talk about sex no. in our communities. We don't talk about safe sex. We don't talk about protection. We don't talk about, you know, when is a good time to have sex. We talk about don't, not having it right. ever. And being a virgin until and you get married. And then having kids all of a sudden. Right. And then being like, what the You know, and it's sex? just, it's crazy because it's like, our parents, are they that naive? Do they really think that we did not have sex <laughs> growing up and were saving ourselves until, you know, marriage? That's the perfect segue. Do you guys segue. want a glass of wine now? To... I do. Yeah, I do. let's yeah. do that. Yeah? Let's do that. So I quickly wanted to go back uh, to talking about how it hits our community. And recently, the founder or CEO or whatever you want to call him of Music Masala in Houston was pled guilty uh, to sexual relations with a minor. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen and heard and when I went back to Houston last week, a lot of us are kind of first generation born raised here are obviously like you know he needs to go to jail um and it's kind of been the buzz around our community for the past 20 years that this has happened before on the other hand there is a ton of people that are supporting him and saying that this 15 year old girl is fantasizing about this relationship and it's all made up in her head well she didn't really come forward it was her parents right she didn't come forward they found i guess her diary and all th- she wrote about their relationship and how, how it's progressed and just all the details, which was actually in the court documents, which is actually public now. So, so why didn't she come forward? Was there, did she say, that? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know the exact facts. People are saying because she actually felt like there was a real relationship and oh, okay. she, she said herself, she consented. That doesn't matter. Does right? Those, it's it's still, she's still a minor and she, he's still 55 and she's still 15. Or whatever he is. And so, so she's she's currently 15. This is... 15, 16. She's, right? a, she's so a minor. It's not like it happened 10 years ago. This is no, present this is, day. This is... I just... It just happened this year. Yeah. And it was big news in Houston. I think it started like two years ago. Right. Um, and wow. this guy is... I mean, I hate to say it, but he has some kind of power in Houston because of Music Masala. You know? And so people look up to him as the closest thing to maybe Bollywood or... What was fascinating to me is is listening and and reading people's reactions to this. Like, it's insane how people are just like, nope, no way he did it. There's absolutely no way, you know. And, and back to the victim shaming and how you were talking about South Asians, brown people, whatever you want to call us, not believing the victim. Right. This is something where I've been watching Charlie Rose since I was 12 years old. And this guy on PBS, it, I, my dream was like, I'd love to go on Charlie Rose's show one day. And you don't want to believe it. I actually have a really concerning. good South Asian friend who is his right hand, basically. She would, you know, attend galas with him. She would manage his schedule. She was his gal. And as soon as I heard this, I was with my parents in Houston. I heard this on the news and I freaked out and I immediately texted her. And I said, hey, I just heard the news. Are you okay? And she wrote back, and we haven't spoken in probably, you know, a couple of years. Um, and she wrote back and she said, thank you for checking on me. Um, it, you know, means so much. She didn't say if, you know, she was a victim of his, uh, of his um, you know, maliciousness. But I just, you know, it just, it's scary because it does hit close to home. And, and you know, in person, I actually had the honor of meeting him. Well, I don't know about honor now, but I, I did meet him because he did a gala for us in New York for one of the organizations that we did the event management for, and he was our keynote speaker. And he showed up with my friend, who I mentioned earlier, by his side, and uh, he's larger than life. I mean, he is magnetic. People are drawn to him in ways that you can't imagine, 
And so now in retrospect, it makes sense that he had that kind of power to be able to do something like this and people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think people don't want to admit when someone's in your home and you're kind of trusting them with your morning news or whatever they're bringing you. It's hard to admit to yourself like someone that I trusted so completely for years can be that fucked up. Yeah, and you, so I think some people don't register that in their head. And they're just like, no, he couldn't have possibly done it. Because I think people actually in their heads form relationships with exactly. these with these figures, mm-hmm. right? Like, is there in any situation situation where we can separate their personal life with, with what they do? Like to forgive that, that you know? argument is, I think something that you should. A devil's have, advocate, and, by no, the no, way. No, no, no. I'm not sure it's completely side. devil's advocate. You look at names from the past, right? I'm someone who's grown up watching and loving movies, and you see someone like Woody Allen, who mm-hmm. I love Woody Allen's movies. Okay, you're talking about Roman Polanski, who people have on record have have been found guilty of either sex with a minor or some kind of sexual misconduct, right, in some way or another, and. It's an argument I have. I've talked with my wife about it, where it's like, I love this person's movies. I feel like I want to watch that person's movies anytime it's out, anytime he's working on something. At the same time, that guy is a monster. Mm-hmm. It's that topic of like somebody can be a person and be part bad and part good. But what do you like? There's It's hard to draw that line because... Do you stop appreciating their work? Exactly. Because I mean, there was a depth of research and like you said, magneticism that comes into a job like that. So it's really hard to then when you're listening to somebody like I agree with Woody Allen, that was one of my favorite artists growing up. And so to go back and watch some of his films and be like, shoot, like his perspective was pretty incredible in this film, but he's also kind of disgusting as a human being. So how do you stop yourself from like, where do you draw that line? I don't know. Well, I mean, art imitates life, right? That's true. To a certain extent. Um, And, and this is, these are, unfortunately good examples of that and uh how do you separate the two i'm still trying to get over watching charlie brown (laughs) that was so depressing we'll get into that later um want to segue back into what are we talking about maybe kyla Kyla should just come that be our intro song all right I, i hold on on that topic can I just talk about, we were talking about reconciling people's artwork or their work with who they are and the monsters they are, the nasty men that they are. Right, Nisha? Mm-hmm. Nasty men. Nasty men. Are, yeah. like, are you guys like me where you're, you'll watch a movie, you'll listen to a song, you'll be like, oh, that's such a good movie, such a good song. Shit. I hope that person isn't a terrible human being. Nowadays, yes. yes. Yeah, I hope it doesn't come out that this person did this terrible thing or something. Is that something you guys think? Well, about? we were just talking about during Amir the break Khan. how much we love Amir Khan and love all him. these yes. great movies he's doing and yeah. awareness he's bringing. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I hope he hasn't done anything nasty, dude. Uh, I would like, really cry, I think. That would yeah. just, be I mean, that's cry. like Matt Lauer times 10. That would and just be wrong. Honestly, Amir, if you're listening, for me. <laughs> please be nice. And then come on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks. I think the older I'm getting, and I'm not very old, but the older I'm getting, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. And Nizar, I was talking to you about this. Yeah. I just, you just hear so many more stories like this. Like, Are you, are you feeling desensitized? Because it's yeah. like, oh, you cheated. Infidelity, eh. definitely. Just the meh. Okay. In, I'm just like, okay, next but is that bad? I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Well, I mean, given that, given that 50% of our marriages end in divorce, and probably of those, 50% is because, or more than that, is because of infidelity. 
I mean, is it really that shocking? Please don't tell our nice producer this. He just got married <laughs> oh, this yeah, year. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Marriage is lovely. I appreciate it. Which means we can party all the time. Not oh, that we did right. it. Hey, <laughs> just because I have two kids doesn't mean I can't party. Hey, people oh, yes, with does. kids can. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. No, That's you fine. can throw down. I can throw down. You can throw down. I can still break dance. You can. Kind she of. Really can. I mean, it hurts a lot. <laughs> I mean, you're old now. Those bone, bones not, are Not old. 30-something. Keep it. Keeping at 30-something. Look, they're still strong just... Just because they're a little older. Don't I they? know. Exactly. Thank you, Nisha. <laughs> I appreciate it. Nisha, Nisha be cool, guys. <laughs> Nisha be cool. At Nisha be cool. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, of course, we, you think, we're thinking about it more because now it's this huge movement, which is great. But, yeah, you're also like, oh, God, I hope that person that you look up to or admire is still a person that you can admire. Yeah. Of course. But... Yeah. At the end of the day, you this is all a good thing. Yeah, but it's all this, know. everything, all The movement this, is positive. The movement yeah. is a positive, of course it's a positive thing. Yeah. yeah. And women are feeling, and men are feeling strong enough to come out now. Can I pause for a second here? And I, I mean, I know just because you're men, you don't know the answer to this, but what is up with exposing yourself? Like, how does that help Why you in that life? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? No, I'm Penises seriously... are not pretty. No. Like, <laughs> okay, like... Maybe uh, you think they are. I think it's funny when you're 13 and you're mooning someone from a car or something. Totally, that's hilarious. But, yeah. like... As a grown man, to why are you exposing? How does that help you in oh your life? God. And I know you guys don't have the because, answer. Maybe some guys are just like, "This is this is a shit right here." I guess so. I'm going to show this. Like, I'm going to whip like, this it's like, out. It's like a trophy, and, and it's going to be like attracting just all the women. Like all this shit's going to come yeah. to it, and like a magnet. Like, yeah. Like we're just going to be like, "Ding!" Definitely want to fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you see it, you're like, "Hell yeah!" yeah. Like it's what? Crazy. And then the woman is just like, "I was here to talk about your." P&L's report? I mean, just like... In your well, okay, okay, okay guys, in all, in all fairness, women expose themselves too. Hey, they pull their breasts gone. out at, you know, crazy parties and Mardi Gras and all those things. And sure. how is that appealing? Okay, but maybe not to you, but, but the, <laughs> the feminine body, feminine, whatever. Well, women, listen, I can say the same thing about the male no, body. No, I agree. And let me edit my statement. True. Though. I think True. more like... We should be able to show our parts if you want to at some kind of parade or whatever festival you're at. If you want to show part of yourself, do you be? But not your JJ. But I mean, if you want to do that, that makes you feel good. Do it as long as you're not offending, assaulting, or coming on to somebody who doesn't want it. But, so if but you're like in thing, an office a, it, and you're showing yourself, you can't be like, sure, right? That's you're true. at a party. You're one person out of three hundred, and you see someone's it's <laughs> out, and it's like, wow, I'm offended. But now, who do I tell? And if I do tell somebody. Who's going to take me seriously? I was in a situation that I knew that could be a possibility. So, but, so do I, I have think a leg to stand we got to rewind on? a little bit here because these men that are exposing themselves are usually one-on-one or one-on... I mean, exactly. it's a situation sure. where sure. it's not Mardi Gras. Obviously, you're going to see boobies. Or yeah. the gay pride parade. Or yeah. the gay pride parade. Yeah, I mean, right. just those situations, like if you're going to go, expect it. Expect right? that. And but if you're... you're in Matt Lauer's office... I don't, I mean, you don't expect him to dance his wee-wee around. I mean, or even if you're like a, a party and somebody exposes themselves to you and you're not comfortable with that, like, that, there is situationally where you have to assess that, right? I was just wondering psychologically, like, how does that Well, happen? also, you know, come on, freedom of expression and, and yeah, exactly. all of that. I mean, how far do you, as long as it's not, you know, infringing upon someone else's rights or making them feel uncomfortable, which is what you said. Exactly. Um, but... I don't know. I think it's perfectly fine for people to expose themselves I, given know, the right I situation. Hey, guys, let me remind you, Jithin is single. <laughs> I would never expose myself, but... <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it's situational. That's all. And yeah. I think the 
reason I was asking, because I was thinking of those situations where you're not at the gay pride parade, you're in your yeah. office or you're... No, you're absolutely right. And yeah. I'm just like, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I guess that makes them feel better. I kind of wonder how many men and women out there right now are freaking out and like, holy shit, like my story is going to come out soon. Oh, I'm sure there's tons. I just wonder, you know? And also, yeah, women in power. I wonder how many are out there that have... Now, have we heard any story of women in power doing something like this? Because I, I have recently... I have not. I mean, you can't disregard that. There oh, I know. Is. I know. I'm just saying, have we, do we know? Do we have an example? I don't. Oh, you guys? I don't either, actually. No. Women are just better people. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Feminism. I mean, we're a little biased. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I mean, you know, throwing it out there. Just saying. Maybe, just. Not, maybe not as far as like exploiting someone sexually, but power corrupts. We know that. Agreed. And I think anybody in power, male or female, will somehow find a way to, it will, it will break that ice and they will stoop to a certain level to do something to exploit that power as well um i think women are just as capable of being terrible or doing things and and maybe blackmailing or whatever because you're able to yeah there's less oversight on you so i have an idea so if everyone listens to our podcast and likes us make us powerful and we'll figure it out for you guys yeah (laughs) and you know what if you want to share your story with us about maybe uh your i guess me too moment if it's not too personal yeah you don't have to share names if you you don't don't have to share names completely anonymously send us an inbox message or you know tell us you don't want your name shared and we'll respect that but i think it's important to have these conversations and we're giving you a platform um you know for south asians to, to say that hey this happened to me too men and women absolutely agreed all right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up, although we could probably talk about this for a long time. Days. Days, mm-hmm. right? Years. So uh, please find us at amituckeredout.com. That's A-M-I-T-U-C-K-E-R-E-D-out.com. That was hard. You did it. Uh, I did it. And um, also on Facebook, same, Out, as well as Twitter and Instagram at amituckeredout. And uh, we will see you guys in about a week. Nisha yeah. Jitha, you want to close out? Yes, you can follow me on at Nisha Be Cool. That's Nisha N I S H A B E Cool. And you can find me if you follow on me and Nisha. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know you didn't. Right. And, and really quick, I want to plug in Nisha. Nisha has uh, built my website. Nice. Um, and she is super cool. And Jitin has done everything he could to help me with this whole podcast. Um, and we'll be talking more about what he does in nice. the future. We're clapping, clapping on the inside, right? And Nizar. Uh, <laughs> Nizar, yeah, I got you, it. See, very good. I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you can name. you can find me uh, online if you want to follow me on um, Facebook. Nizar Babul is my last uh, first and last name, or on Instagram at Nizar Babul. That's N I Z A R B A B U L. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. This is Ami Tuckered Out. Bye.